Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. In addition to a podcast, The Breakthrough is a coaching and advisory business that provides programs for business leaders, owners, and managers to develop your skills and capabilities to boost your business and enjoy a better life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. On the podcast today, I think we should talk about culture. Let's talk about culture, one of our favorites. Yeah, certainly one of our favorites. I think one of the uh, terms that has very broad definition, it means different things to different people. Mm. It almost seems a bit of a mythical beast uh, Mm. that everyone knows when their organization has great culture and they know when it has bad culture, but how you transform from one to the other Mm. is uh, often a a challenge. And what we've observed and through international research and through our own experiences is that culture is very much an organization experienced at the team level yeah yeah so you actually experience culture with the people you work with every single day Mm. so you might Mm. be uh, working with five or ten or fifteen people out of that thousand Mm. and therefore it's that pocket of culture you create in Mm. that in that Mm. team is Mm. uh, where it really gets experienced but something I'd, I'd love your insight in Mike is if culture is something that can be achieved how do we think about a system of getting mm. getting improvement in culture? Yeah, yeah, great question. You know, one of the, the things about culture that we, we know that this is the leadership's great responsibility. We know the connection between culture and performance, especially around engagement. Uh, so, you know, we measure, we measure engagement as a KPI. Increasingly, we understand the connection between engagement and results. Um, and you know that's a that's a kind of a proxy for for what we might call culture. One of the things we know is that culture cannot be made, right? It cannot be made. Leader, you, you can't can, you can't just like Uber Eats it or something. You dial it up. You, you can't, can't just buy it. No, you can't sprinkle it. You can't kind of you know. Hey, let's put some values up on the wall and. Oh really? Play. No. Oh, I thought just putting the like vision I and know, values on the wall had it I sorted. Know. Oh, I that doesn't a work. A lot of organisations think that. So disappointing. And that's quite bizarre, really. So culture has to be shaped and it has to be modelled. So the role of leadership is to shape what that culture is going to be, and then model it. And then that modelling has to occur all the way through the organisation, because as you say, culture lives actually in the group of five or ten or fifteen people that you work with. So it's, you know, on the pyramid of most organizational structures, culture is either there or not at the bottom of the organization, yes. on the floor. That's where it's going to matter. Yes. And most importantly, uh, we know the connection between culture and customer experience. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's so often our, our frontline team members that are yeah. most connected with the, with the customer. Yeah. So yeah. if we can have great culture and great engagement with our frontline people, then we get great customer experience, builds sure. customer loyalty, you know, helps us grow a more profitable business, allows us to invest in our people again. You know, so it's this it's recurring. It's a virtuous circle. And yeah. It's virtuous when it's going really well. Yes. And equally, it's Vicious a downward, 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 dirty spiral if yeah. it's if it's going wrong. Yeah, that's right. So, how do you kind of systemize it? How do you systematically work on it? And I suppose, reflecting on our experience with the, our active leader programs, our system is once we've done the kind of content in the first part of the program, is actually how do we keep that going? You know, the people get such a great result from it. They go, oh, that's fantastic. How do I keep? It? I don't necessarily want to go to the next level. But how do we kind of bed it in? And that's such a good question. It's how do we do these fundamentals? 
because it's so often the case that people just forget. You know, we've we've forgotten more than we'll ever learn. Absolutely. And and sometimes, you know, when we're kind of brought back to some of those realities around, you know, practices like delegation and stuff like that. And they, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember I something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked so well, I never did it again. You know, or we just get out of the habit. A system is something that is repeated. There is consistency. In the case that we're talking about here, a system looks like maintaining the collab piece because we know that's a, a really core piece of socialising. That's where learning gets gets developed. So maybe just explain the, the collab the piece collab in our context. The collab is a group of your peers who are, who are with you on the, on the active management programme or the team leader programme. Uh, and it's sometimes facilitated from outside, external, sometimes inside. Uh, but that group is where you discuss the exercises from the program. It's where you take the content that you get and kind of make it real to you, mm. make it real inside your business. You customize it to your organizational experience. So it's, it's a really powerful, and we have great conversations there. We have great challenge and great support for people. And can I add, it's yeah. why it's such a differentiator from uh, online learning only, and it's why there's such a massive failure rate in trying to create change simply through online learning, yeah. is that you don't have that socialization piece. Yeah. You've got to discuss this with your with your team, with your other peers. You've got to be challenged around yeah. your thinking. That's actually where the learning happens. And the frequency is why it's better than just workshops. Because once you've done a workshop, the access is gone. You know, that moment of learning is gone. You walk away with a day's worth of workshop, whatever. Oh, I must go back and have a look at that. Everybody, yep. you know, everybody gets told, review the notes every three days, five days, seven days. Mm. So lock it in mm. and do no. So the regularity is part of the system. The regularity of those collab meetings, they're short, they're regular, and they're locked into the diary. Yes. So they're better than online learning because they've got that kind of collaborative yes. working together piece. And they're better than workshops because they are frequent, chunk-sized, customized uh, and kind of self-started if you like yes so and then if you you know if you add to that as we do a kind of reminder piece a short reminder piece they don't go back over the content but they get a reminder about the key points and they go oh yeah I've kind of I've kind of lost sight of that and then they have a discussion about what they've learned and then they have a discussion about the challenges they have with that and then they work together to kind of work out how they can do this better and hold each other to account. So what's of interest to me in all of that stuff is when we think about culture, we think that there are really three, it boils down to three really important things. The first of those is communication, the quality of communication, which is about the active listening, hearing people, inviting contribution. And, and I should say that actually to me, the point to communication and collaboration and, and, uh, and even learning is all about how do you elicit the greatest contribution from people? Yes. So culture is about how do you enable people to make the, the biggest contribution they can? And so for us, that is about communication, being heard, being invited to speak, speaking with clarity and being specific is a really important part of that. Yes. Collaboration, which is teamwork, mm -hmm. and again, what we're looking for is contribution in that context. Having nice teams, a sense of togetherness is not the point. Sitting around, holding hands, singing kumbaya, not the point. You know, the whole point about a great team is that it gets great contributions from mm -hmm. everybody in the team. So, you know, you've got five people together and they produce stuff and you get, you know, five times five is sort of 25. When those five people work together, 
you get an output that looks like 35 or 45. Mm -hmm. So we, we know that. We know that teams are that great source of, of kind of creativity and innovation. And then the last part is around learning because culture is always about how we continue to learn and evolve. But it, it has got to be about how have we kept changing? How have we kept refreshing? Because otherwise, cultures get old. There's a saying that all organizations tend to ossify, which means they turn, to, they turn into fossils. Right. They get hard in their bones and they kind of get, and, and that's in a fast moving business world, that's death. So learning, Communication, collaboration, what's your system? You know, our system is a monthly meeting with, with some fresh content, a bit of a reminder about some of the fundamentals and to re, mm. recommit to practice. That's a system that just runs and runs and runs and runs. And I think the learning piece is uh, learning's not always new. Nope. Learning is often a recap of, of what we've already become aware of yeah. that we may have got really good at and now mm -hmm. we've just lost the edge around it. And it's why we see our sports people and our artists and our musicians, you know, they don't always go to the most complex thing. They go back every practice and they do yeah. some fundamentals. They do fundamentals. They every do single time they, yeah. they you know, re retest, yeah. re embed those fundamentals every time. And that's what we have to do in our mm -hmm. organizational culture as well to keep that happening. And it's like any great any great performer be it the, be it the all blacks because we'll mention them or roger federer or anybody else like that is their skill at the fundamentals and that skill comes from rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing doing it right over and over and over and over and over again you know they have systems to practice those fundamentals and i think what we often do is is actually teach people about what they already know and that just helps them i'm like oh yeah, i knew that i I used to do that. I didn't. I didn't. Don't, I don't do that anymore. I, I know that, but don't do it at all. We'll never have. So I think part of you know that learning environment is uh, encouraging, which means to give courage and enabling people to do what they know they should be doing anyway. Spot on. Great job, people. Get out there, build some organizational culture. Uh, we'd love any feedback, questions, comments, share your experience of organizations that you've observed have either built really positive or negative culture and what you've seen. Yeah, I'd love to hear about people's own systems for shaping culture because you know what we described was just a system it's our version of it we know it works if you've got a good culture you've got somewhere in there a system for continuing to shape and evolve that love to hear about that thanks for joining us cheers